Hello, and welcome to the Kosh Podcast. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and this week, I think we are, um, we're going to have a very special episode. Like, I'm super excited about this episode, and uh, a lot of that has to do with who our guest is. So, our guest this week is Christine Kaler. Christine, how you doing over there? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, Christine, can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, what is your connection to the Kosh? You bet, but you can call me Chrissy because that's how you've always known me. The facts. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Let me, bruh. We're going to call you Chrissy. Your family. <laughs> Uh, so uh, my connection to the Kosh uh, started in 93, and okay. um, I came up here as a sophomore and transferred to UW Oshkosh, and then got my bachelor's, uh, received, well, and then I got my first teaching job, and, um, and that was at South Park Middle School, and uh-huh. then in 2005, I got my master's from UW Oshkosh, mm. and then, um, yeah, been here ever since, 23rd year of teaching. 23 yeah. years as an OASD. educator. You're going hard. I am. I'm like, a uh, and, and you've been in middle school this whole time. The whole time. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> now, you know, I done heard something about being a middle school teacher. I know that that ain't easy. That's hard stuff. I, you know, I, I, there, I couldn't see myself doing anything else, really. I'm feeling I've you moved around the grade levels a little bit. Yeah. Sixth, seventh, and eighth. But other than that, and I've taught some high school in the summer at UW. Okay. Um, you know, with the pre-college program. Right. Uh, so I've dabbled with that a little bit. Um, but, man, I love them. I love them so much. Love the kids. Love them kids. I, I love the kids. <laughs> I love the kids. All right. So uh, do you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself? Is there anything else you'd like to share at this time? Um, Man, what's to say? I am uh, a wife and a mother of two amazing daughters who are now eight and ten. Woo! That sounds like you right on the verge of fire. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Eight and ten, that's creeping right there. Eight and ten sounds oh, like 12 and 14 in a happening. hot second. It's happening. It's Is it happening? happening? But I had friends, not unlike yourself, that kind of warned me of how fast it goes. Oh. And um, I tried to stay present know every step of the way just because I never want to um I I just never want to miss I want to take full advantage of every phase that they're at yes and be like okay check that let's move on to the next phase (laughs) you know and not wish to go back so much because we're enjoying the phase we're in no that makes sense no that makes so much sense and let me tell you something to somebody whose daughter is um an adult Mm -hmm. adulting um I am so grateful for being, um, I, like you, I also had people telling me to be present and I'm glad that I was there for all the good moments, uh, and the challenging moments, but the moments, the Mm -hmm. moments that make that relationship with your children, man, that stuff's real. It is transformative. It is (laughs) Children show you who you really are. You know what I mean? And who you want to be. Yes, I would agree with that. And who you want to be, because I think, you know, when I witness myself reacting a certain way or, or um, you know, dropping the ball or, or reflecting on something, I wish I would have um, said something differently or react, and not necessarily a negative thing, but just a different way, um, 
it just it just sets me on the course ahead. You know, okay, the next time this is what we're gonna do. I'm I'm I, I'm so I'm so reflective, um, and sometimes that's a downfall. Some some people might tell you that. No your reflection. <laughs> it's see, look, I know that you can overanalyze, but the only thing overanalyzing does to me is uh, it puts you in a situation where it might make you stall. Ah, but if you ain't stalling, being reflective, I don't I don't see where that's a negative. At least you're not going backwards, right? And at least you're trying to move forward, right? Thoughtfully, right? There's something Literally. to that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. I'm feeling that. Okay. So, you ready to jump into this first segment? I'm ready. All right. I'm excited about this. Uh, what in the world is going on with? Uh, you start off your phrase with that, and you finish with whatever you, uh, whatever's on your mind. That The first half of that phrase is um, very specific to something that went through my mind uh, back in January. And what in the world am I witnessing was exactly what I thought when I was listening to Amanda Gorman for the first time. Bruh. <laughs> Amanda Gorman. Yes. Amanda um, Gorman. Just for those out there who might not know who Amanda Gorman is, who's Amanda Gorman? She is the beautiful young lady who uh, read her poem, The Hill We Climb, at the inauguration of Joe Biden mm. and Kamala Harris. Mm. And um, she is the youngest poet laureate. And um, she also performed for maybe some people will recognize her from the Super Bowl. What? In the world that we talking about, like the, she read poetry at the Super Bowl. I know, right? Like you bad. <laughs> oh my like, like gosh! You, you on some stuff? If you read poetry at the Super Bowl, um, <laughs> yes. Bring I mean, that's not even together. Yeah, that, like that don't even mix, but yet it fit. It's so fit. It fit perfectly. It fits so well. Um, yeah, she is somebody who I'm. I became a super fan immediately and uh and i'm waiting for her poster for my classroom i've pre-ordered her book she's got a book coming out in september what there's posters there's posters there's canvas there's i mean there's t-shirts there's a lot of yeah yeah when i started to look i just wanted to know more about her right so i started to look her up and um and yeah of course you get hit with the ads then oh so that's yeah. how i found those <laughs> yes uh, google google thinks for you and he and then google will put out their things for you to buy yeah thank you miss google <laughs> <laughs> you you got googleized <laughs> yeah I'm, so that i'm i'm with you i watched her um in real time during the inauguration and I was just like whoa yeah like I didn't even know it you know sometimes when you're witnessing something um great mm -hmm. I don't even know a better way to put it and let's just keep it simple something's so great mm -hmm. you're just caught you're stuck in that and you're just sitting there wide-eyed and jaw open yep and that's how I felt because I was like she she killed that yeah, she spoke for so. I mean, it, it was healing. Mm. It was uplifting. Mm. It was hope filled. Um, I just, you know, you my my vision went to Maya when she was um, reading poetry for Obama. Right. Um, and then I see this young girl. I, I just had flashbacks, and right. then I thought, well, what am I witnessing right now? Like she's she just gave. I had stood there with goosebumps and a little bit of a lump in my throat because I just knew. You just intuitively knew you're witnessing something great. 
and yes. I cannot wait to follow her. And was she like 22 years old? I know she young. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, 22, 23. Yeah. I think she yeah. was under 24. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let me tell you something about the other thing I noticed on Inauguration Day. Michelle Obama's outfit. <laughs> because she was fly. I don't care what nobody As say. Usual. Mm, As she, usual. She brought it. All right, that's just she just, always brings it. That's just my secret crush on uh, Michelle Obama. Uh, wifey, don't be mad, but you know who could be mad. They can't who be, mad, be mad. I right? mean, really. I you know. Side note, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of bragging. Mm-mm. I had um, a dear friend of mine who I was teaching her daughter at the time. Okay, gift me with tickets to join them to see Michelle Obama in Milwaukee. Oh man. <sighs> Talk about a bucket list item you didn't you didn't even have on there, right? Man, how was it? Stunning. Yeah, in so many ways. You, again, you're just sitting there like, "Am I really here?" Right. And I can remember giggling and crying at the same time. Mm. I can remember my jaw dropping when she she's just so down to earth talking about marriage, and I mean just certain segments just stand out to me. Right. Um. There's not a perfect human being on the earth. No. But there are some people who are imperfectly perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Imperfectly. Perfectly imperfect. Perfect. Either way you want to say it. Yeah. I just love it. All right. I'm feeling that. All right. So um, I'm going to give you my uh, what in the world is going on with, uh, you know, let me just keep it 100 with y'all out here in the cash. What in the world is going on with uh, Ron Johnson making these poor clerks read for 11 hours this bill? You know, let me, let me tell you something. Look, I don't have a problem with needing to know what was inside of a bill. But I do have a problem with torturing these poor clerks with the responsibility of doing it. When you didn't have to do it, and you probably didn't even stay until the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna tell you right now: if I was a clerk, I'd have probably found him uh, out in an alley, and we would have had to have some words because, because, <laughs> because to take up 11 hours of my time for what what will equivalent out to, and this ain't about no right or left stuff. This, but this here was a political stunt that was harmful to some poor clerks who just wanted to go home to their family, probably see their kids, their partners, whatever the situation is. That there shows me character of an individual, and that I have problem with. Boom. I think you nailed it. I think there's just been so much senselessness that has occurred, um, and it's, it's still unraveling. And, right. You know, we're just, just in the wake of it, um, and people are still misbehaving and doing things that are just senseless, that are just, they're not grounded in anything purposeful. That's, that's where I have a problem. Yeah. I have a problem when you're just doing things to be obstructionist or out of spite, but you're not doing it for the greater good of what you're supposed to do as a government official. Government is for the people. And at the point that you ain't trying to take care of the people, 
then why are you in government? And what is the purpose? Mm. Um, 11 hours later, what changes? Bruh. Nothing. Nothing So you showed changed. yourself. Yep. So Nothing all he did was show changed. himself. Yeah. So Nothing changed except for, I'll tell you what changed. Somebody, those poor clerks were exhausted and beat down and missed important and valuable time with whoever they wanted to spend it with other than being on that floor reading those 600, 626 pages. I'm wordless. I'm speechless. I, 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 I can't. I can't. <sighs> hey look i'm just saying all right there's so much um i can't i can't even speak to anymore and i'm on a podcast i'm there's so much that i actually refuse to speak to at this point almost it's almost involuntary at this point right because i have been face to face and uh, witnessed um just too much ignorance, too much senselessness, and too much game playing when it comes to other people's lives. Right. That I, I can't even, you just, like you said, that you just, you've, sh- so many people, this whole pandemic has, this whole pandemic and in the wake of the last administration, I think on both sides has, have exposed so much character in people or the character in so many people i think i'm gonna go bigger i think it exposed some character of america for sure because we 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 really think we we're you know we on we're on a pedestal like we we're americans we we run the things uh everybody should look to us for how it's done and then yeah we 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 We've been exposed. We've been exposed. For sure. And here's my thing. I'm all for rights. Like, I like rights. I don't want nobody taking away no rights. Right? But wearing a mask for the greater good of our society, for the greater good of society, your fellow citizens, is such a low bar ask. I mean, it's such a low bar ask that, I mean, seriously, that, that, I mean, think about all the other generations before now who truly had to give up something. People who had to uh, get drafted and go to war or people that had to give up things because they needed to produce things to while we were in wars. You know, those other great generations before this generation. And we, our time to truly serve our nation, to stand up and do the thing where, you know, it's not what you, and it's not what your country can do for you, but it's what you can do for your country. Mm-hmm. We can't even wear masks. To save the lives of our own countrymen. Isn't that, that's bonkers. And this ain't about, look, I like to stress, this ain't about no politics. This is about humanity. Absolutely. It's also about common sense. I wonder if any of the non-mask wearers, I'm just going to just put it out there. um, If they went into the hospital, when they go into urgent care, (laughs) 
and they say, please put a mask on and sit over there. I bet they didn't say no <laughs> any time throughout their life. I mean, it's if it's a possibility, you do it. What I, what I, here's my thing. I, I like to say, I don't like wearing a mask more than anyone else, but I don't mind it. I've watched our young people do an amazing job stepping up to that responsibility and just do it. Like they don't even second guess it. They're just like, look, I'm thinking about y'all. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to lie. The young people pity us old people. And so they, they be putting on that mask thinking about us. So I, I applaud our young people because they put on that mask because they ain't putting it on for them. They putting it on for their parents them aunts, them uncles, them grandparents, and stuff like that. But why can't the aunts, uncles, and grandparents be as responsible as our youth? That's a great question. You got hit that cricket button. Wait, wait, wait. I had you, right? (laughs) Because there's not a good answer. I'm looking... why am I? Th- th- I've been caught in this trap too. Why am I looking for a good answer when there's not one? All right. What, what? But I think I think it's it's there's people that look outside of themselves regularly. Mm-hmm. People who trust science regularly. Mm-hmm. Who listen to experts regularly? Experts, yeah. factual, educated experts. Um, none of us have been through a pandemic before. Yeah. But I I, I will. I will back you up 100% when you say you get props to these young people because, man, the resilience that they've shown in this last year, almost exactly a year. Amazing. Nobody knows what that's like. We don't know what that's like. Nah, we, we ain't got no clue. We ain't never had to do that. And they did, and they're doing it still. Yeah. They're still in it. So, I mean, that's just amazing. Mask wearing is the least of it. Right. For them. Right. We got people, man, look, now we, now we on mass and I don't know how, how, how I might have to, <laughs> we might have to have an episode on mass. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, cause you know, I'm thinking about it now and now you right. That's like the least of it. They, that's the least they of have it. lost graduations. They have lost their friends during a, a crucial developmental time in their lives. They lost their sports. They've lost everything. And we got a bunch of grown folks whining about wearing a cloth over their face to save their fellow citizens. I feel some kind of way about it. I don't, I, you know, and, and look, y'all know, if y'all would like to, uh, if y'all got something to say about it, I am reachable at askthekosh at gmail.com. Look, I'm not just out here spouting. If you if you want to, uh, you got an opinion, I, we are here to field it. All right. You ready to move on to word association? Sure. Okay. Word association, first word, food. I'm feeling wings from the bar. <laughs> Listen, I've been eating those since they were a dime a piece. <laughs> oh, look, I remember when wings were. 15 cent wings? Yeah. What were they, dime or 15 cent? Back in the, no, day? the back of the day, look, they was around there, but uh, you could get a lot of wings for very little money, and they were happy. 
Those were happy wings. Those were happy wings, and I was a happy girl. You know, you can yeah. get wait, you can get cheap wings in and get dollar uh ten cent taps. So then you could <laughs> you get wings and beer with five dollars. Five dollars, you get wings and beer. Yep. Oh, I've yet to taste a wing better than the bars. It's just my own taste buds. Maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know, but um, when my children look at me and say, "Can we have wings tonight?" I just I'm a happy mom all of a sudden. <laughs> you just, you said, hey, can we give a shout out to the bar? Shout out to the bar. Shout out. All right. <laughs> um, cocktail or beer? Or. Oh, either or? Well, no, you can, you can take it in whatever oh, direction you want to. Yeah. Um, I'm not a beer drinker, mm-hmm. per se. I know okay. I'm from Wisconsin. Um, so I'm more of a cocktail person, mm-hmm. but the pandemic drink of choice has been mimosas. Ooh. Pineapple mimosas. Come on. The mimosas, I'm not going to lie. There is nothing better than waking up a Sunday morning to a wonderfully made mimosa. Mm. Yep. I think it started on Mother's Day. And then um, we just had a good Christmas vacation. And we had like 11 o'clock brunch a couple times. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me just... Um, for those out there keeping track, we jump from Mother's Day to Christmas vacation. There's a lot of mimosas in between yeah, there. Well, you know what? All in moderation, but I enjoyed Mother's Day and I really enjoyed Christmas vacation. Now, we had summertime in there, so then we, we moved to something else. We moved to, like, popsicles and things. Fair enough. From Costco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but, yeah, they make me happy. Hey, I'm with you. Everybody should be, look, this is Wisconsin. Everybody is allowed to have a cocktail or beer of choice that makes them happy. Absolutely. I mean, it's part of the it's culture. The little things. Yeah, it is the little things. Yeah. Okay. Netflix. <sighs> well, I've got two thoughts on that. Number one, I'm on my second watching of Bridgerton. <laughs> the, the second? I'm watching it again. Why? What, what made you go back? Um... That that's a good question. I at at the end of the day, when my kids are in bed, I need to either okay. So the other thing I was going to say, the other thing I'm starting to watch is uh, Amend w- that hosted by Will Smith. Okay, based on the Fourteenth Amendment. But sometimes it's a little cere- cerebral at the end of the day when I just need to really veg out. Right. Uh, and I don't want my I don't want to get all jacked up before I go to sleep. So right. I find myself putting it on and then saying okay. That's enough for tonight. Right. <laughs> and then I need just something that I can just just escape. No, I I get that. Look, you it all can't be like sometimes you just need pure entertainment. For sure. Mindless sometimes, yeah. Mindless sometimes. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had this conversation with my mom. My mom uh I was having this conversation and she said uh I'm trying to find a movie. This is Black History Month, so this was just couple weeks ago and she's like i'm trying to find a movie that has all black actors but doesn't have a bunch of trauma Mm, drama or trauma trauma t t i'm hearing you okay and so and it gave me pause because there's they don't make that often so you know what my mom ended up watching she ended up watching a Lifetime movie with all black actors. And even though there was some serial killing going on, that was not trauma because that was just the normal for Lifetime. <laughs> so she was good with that. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. But I never, um, I can't say I've never thought of it because there's times I don't. Black History Month for a black person can be, that that's tough on the soul sometimes. There's a lot of things that come into your orbit and there's a lot of requests made. Mm. And um, not all of it is mentally or soulfully healthy. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a lot of, I, um, there, there, uh, some of it, a lot of it is asking you to have conversations about things that take you places that aren't great places. Right. Are you, are you meaning in order to educate white people specifically? Uh, I live in the Kosh, so uh, that that's just sorry, stupid question. No, that's not. There is no stupid questions, but I'm just saying um, that is that is my audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it just yeah, happens yeah. to be who 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 is the the majority uh, population. Yep. Here. Yep. Um, I I spent a lot of. Okay, I spent every morning. So one of my things uh, when the pandemic hit was walking in the morning. Okay. First time I ever started listening to podcasts regularly. Okay. First time I, I uh, started listening to audible books. Ooh. And um, so, and then after Memorial Day weekend, the pr- or previous to that, after the death of George Floyd, of course, everyone in the country is talking about what happened. And, right. um, and then the authors... Um, started to be interviewed and Ibram X. Kendi and how to be an anti-racist and stamped. Jason Reynolds wrote another, Jason Reynolds, the amazing young adult author, um, kind of rewrote Ibram's book, Stamped from the Beginning, which is the history of racism in the world. Right. And then Jason Reynolds um, was, had, was requested to write the young adult version of this. I, listening to that, um, listening to different podcasts um, of women that, same topic kept coming up about um, not just during February Black History Month, but any time this is raised, of just the responsibility being on black people to teach white America um, anything that they we want to know, when we want to know it, to understand it. Um, and a lot of that not being the responsibility of black people, but of us to educate ourselves Oh, this is going to wrap into the whole education system, but we we can come back if you want to. We can we can circle back around. All right, we can circle back around. You want to circle back I'm around? About to unravel. Yeah. All right, all right. Look, <laughs> I feel like I should let you go on the snap. <laughs> but uh, like I'll be the first one to say I'm not saying that I don't like having those conversations. It's actually my preferred method. I like the one on one though. Yeah. I don't want to teach a room. I want to have authentic conversations with an individual and I want to hear them too. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to just teach and share. I want to be taught and shared too, too. Mm. Right. That's real. It yeah. should be a yeah, give and it's take. So authentic. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's not a matter of, um, I understand that. Look, sometimes you, Sometimes when you live in certain environments, you ain't got many options where to get your <laughs> get that education from, right? They, they they to ask those questions. That being said, though, I don't want to do it in a big, broad sense. I want to do it 
personally individual by individual. Right. So it is real. And I get their heard too, because I want them to be heard mm-hmm. too. Right, right. I can't help but think that if we weren't miseducated to begin with, mm. you, you wouldn't have that Bruh. situation to begin Bruh. with. You know, like I have, I, I have 11, 12, and 13-year-olds in front of me every day, and I'm thinking, man, like when we talk about the things we talk about nowadays, I'm thinking, where was this when I was growing up? Yes. Yeah, we... There's so much. Yes, I agree. Again, Uh, I think America being exposed, going back to that again, for who we are and what we've done in the past several hundred years, but especially um, since public schools have been established, what have we taught them about the history of this country? Whose version of it? Well, we know whose version. I know, I know, I know. Um, and now we're backing, backtracking around. But but here's my thing. I don't want to call it a version, you know, because it's not as if there's not truth in it. There's just things left. There's a huge right. part of it left. It's an untold story. Like, um, it's a single story. Yes. And... Yes. No story when it involves multiple individuals in it should be a single story. Right. There's other individuals, there's other things that happen and they should get to tell the story also. Right. Right. Representation. 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 Points of view. Okay. Look. I'm feeling that. You ready for the next word? Already. Okay. Next word mm-hmm. is Amazon. Books. <laughs> <laughs> you had that right away. Look, you weren't playing around. Look, you act like you done, you done uh, listen to the show or something. Where's my phone? Show you. Uh, let me show you my cart. <laughs> Look, just books. Books. I mean, I, I get a lot of other things off of Amazon, but okay. Let me dig. Let me dig. Let me dig a little deeper. Then what? What's hot right now? What? is on the to-buy list for books? Who, who oh. are we looking at and why are we looking at them? For myself, um, the books that I buy for myself are either for my students, so that I, I most, the majority of the novels that I buy are young adult novels. Okay. I'm, I, I rarely read um, adult fiction. Okay. I prefer to read something that I can actually use. Um, and it's, it's a great escape too. Um, I've been in adult book clubs and have enjoyed them, but they're just not, you know, I'd rather be, unless there's something that's nonfiction that comes my way. I don't spend a lot of time reading adult fiction. Um, what, what did I just order? The conscious parent. Um, one of my best friends, um, told me how great this, this book is. She listens to the podcast and I, I've got a conscious teaching book that I've read and, um, but the conscious, she knows we're, we're kind of in the same path as far as how old our kids are and um, our own spiritual journeys. And she's, I call her my soul sister. Um, And so she lets me know what book she needs, you know, what book she's reading or what I need to read. Okay. Um, Michelle Chalfant. Michelle Chalfant is a, I've I've learned so much about trauma. You you said the T word before and Mm -hmm. I've been self-teaching, self-learning about trauma this year. Yes. Um, 
talk about a traumatized nation, by the way, but another topic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she teaches about how to heal. Like I'm at a place where all I want to do is heal and help heal. Right. And um, I'm a super energy person. Like I want to learn everything I can about energy um, and the energies that we that are trapped in us, the energy that we can create on our own. Um, and so th- that's those are the type of the things that are coming in, you know, coming in hot out of Amazon for me right now. Okay. But, um, a lot of human rights books for my for my uh, students at school too. All right. Yep. Um, I like it. All right, you ready for the next one? Yep. Uh, education. <laughs> I look. I felt like here's the funny thing. And when I picked that word, I was like, it felt like a softball and a fastball. Like it was like, all right, this could go in a lot of different directions. Sure could. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you said education and then I just, just because of what we were talking about, I thought of miseducation, um, and undoing or redoing so much of, of what education has been. we are just so, so much of our education system and what is expected of teachers. Mm. Look. Uh. <laughs> um, I just feel like we need to become more authentic and engaging and real world for these kids. Um, from the way the classrooms are set up to what were the, the canned programs that we're supposed to be teaching. Um, it's just it, the pendulum always swings. Right. And I've been in it. You know, I've been in the game long enough to, to see it swing several times. Um, but best practice is best practice. And education, I think of, when I think of the word educated, I think someone who can think critically. Right. It's not, it's is, not, it's not necessarily about memorizing a bunch of dates and times. We don't and need stuff. it anymore. We've got our phones. Facts. <laughs> we, you know, like there, there's so many things that we need to be educated on. Um, and we need to know how to be resourceful. And we need to know how to follow our strengths and our passions because that's what we do as adults anyway. Right. So um, I think education is I – think, I think it's really important that we have teachers who continue to um, think critically about how they're presenting information, what, what information they're presenting, not teaching their kids necessarily what to think but how to become thinkers. Right. More than anything, because especially in the day and age of fake news and, and, you know, there's just, the world is not the same as it was when you and I were growing up. This is it. Well, you know, they, people, society has the ability. um, I mean, I do think it's the same as in uh, we count on our teachers even more so than we did back (laughs) <laughs> old school term back in the day <laughs> right old school term <laughs> yeah i feel everything uh, just when you're trying to say back in the day you know <laughs> it just makes it sound old yeah. <laughs> but i mean i feel like we we depend on our teachers even more than we used to depend on our teachers um 
we put more on their plate. I mean, just think about some of the things that it uh, that's been in the news that we we have seriously asked our teachers to do, and yet we fight them. We fight about compensation for that, but they are um, navigating, hel- helping to educate. And, and grow our most valuable resource for the greatness of our nation, which is our youth, right? But we've, we've been in a situation where we had people be like, we need our teachers to carry weapons. We need our teachers You don't to- want, first of all, I'm sorry to interrupt. You don't want some teachers carrying <laughs> weapons. Trust me. <laughs> I, look, I'm just going to say, like not everybody is meant for carrying a weapon. Like right. I'm, I'm all about right. that, but I don't want my teacher. That's not their job. I want somebody trained in that. I don't want somebody that just is a, who's trained to be a teacher and happens to have a firearm. Right. That's not the same that look people who are trained to do firearm things. I need them to do firearm things and I need my teachers to do teacher things. Right. Like, right. Like I have been to, so I love kickboxing, and I, I, I literally probably look like I could kill somebody <laughs> on one of my A days. Oh, you that, like, you that person, huh? But, but it's such a healthy outlet, right? And I, you know, and I loved boxing growing up, and, you know, so I have, I have it's such an amazing outlet, the times that I've been able to take classes, and, and you, that's not, the, the, the woman that walks in the door in the morning is not the kickboxer. Right. The kickboxer comes out at night in a healthy way to relieve any of that energy that I need to expel. Right. I've been to an eight hour course on how to disarm a gunman. Why am I taking that class? But it was, it was offered to me. It was free. Um, and I went through it. I came home with bloody knuckles from hitting a, you know, a bag because I thought if I say no, to this opportunity, I'm, I'm supposed to be the wolf protecting the sheep. Why would I say no? If this presented, this is presented to me. Say that again. Which part? No, I'm just saying um, you are the wolf protecting the sheep. That's right. So that's the expectation. Now I know how to take a long gun away from an uh, assailant. Why do I know that as a middle school teacher? That's not the woman that's walking in the door in the morning. I'm there to hug them. Not this year, darn it. But I'm there to hug them, to love them, to give them help, help them raise their confidence and belief in themselves. Um, not some vigilante, like bad mama jamma that's going to, you know, be able to take out someone who's trying to kill us. <laughs> Does that even go together? <laughs> but it's the, rea- it's the reality of our world now. It's, it's the reality. It's a possibility. And it's, it's a little too real. It's happened it, all over. It doesn't happen all over and too many times. Yeah. It's happened in our city. Not with a gun, but it happened last year at West. Yeah. Yep. I do remember that. I remember that story. Yeah. And um, thank can, God Officer Wissink was, man, the man that he was. And, and the help, you know, came that they needed. But, my gosh. Look, um. Shout out to our law enforcement, mad love for them for um, doing the things that are necessary and uh, taking on a very tough job. And shout out to our educators because I don't want them to be law enforcement. I want them to be educators. Right. Right. All right. I took that down the road. That's my fault. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) You ready for the last word? Sure. Children. (laughs) (laughs) Exhausting. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Children. I think of my own kids first and then right. I think of my other kids at school. Um, man, if they don't make us better. Absolutely. Did we talk about this? <laughs> I, look, <laughs> I think this is one of them conversations. Yeah. You know, kids, the beauty of children, I think they, you're particular, especially when they're you and they look like you and they got your attitude, <laughs> right? And you can't do nothing with them because they're smarter than you at a point because the mind is faster than your mind, <laughs> right? But uh, I, kids show you who you really are. 100%. Sometimes literally. Literally. Sometimes visually, literally. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I think it's, I think when that happens, it's, it's so much, it's so intriguing. And I actually, I can watch my daughter have a moment and I can see everything that she's feeling. And I can remember standing in front of my parent or parents feeling the same way she's feeling. And it is so powerful for me to be able to give her the reaction. I wish I would have gotten but not to say she is me because she's her own person, but I know her well enough to know what she needs at this age. Um, so it, it is just the most intriguing psychological, spiritual journey. And you're right. I think they, they teach us who, who, who we really are and, and who we want to be. Facts. Facts. All right. Next segment. This is the naughty slash heroes corner. Um, so this is where you get an opportunity to nominate somebody, whether it is to the naughty corner or to the heroes corner. Since you're an educator, I'm sure there's been a few that have been put in the naughty corner. That thing happens. Uh, but you know, where where you where are you taking it, uh, Chrissy? Oh, I'm gonna be really general. I'm gonna. Uh, can I go both ways? Absolutely. All it's right. your show. <laughs> I think the naughty when I think it is such a it's such a light term, but I think anybody that isn't trying to add positivity to this world right now is is on the naughty list. Mm. I think I think everyone I think we need to self reflect and to evolve. And at the end of the day just be spreading way more positivity. Yes. And light than yes than being complacent with either. Oh, you're right. You're right. And it's not that hard. It ain't supposed to be. It, it's, if, I think, I think there's a lot of shame involved. I think people, some people are afraid to, to make some changes because they'd have to face the shame of some of the things that they've, some of the ways they lived their life up to this point. And that's just too much. I ain't gonna lie. I just think some people ain't got no shame. I agree. <laughs> there's just some people, you know, uh, there's just some people sitting out there that ain't no shame. <sighs> and that's, uh, I don't know how to feel about that. I think, I think they're just too far gone. Yeah, that could I be. think they've just been living that, that in that mindset for too long. Okay. And, and I think, and I think, it, and again, it goes back to trauma. I think so much goes back to trauma, but that's on a way another, that's on a way deeper rabbit hole. Okay. But we, uh, you know what? We're going to have to, you might have to come back 
<laughs> and we're going to call that episode the rabbit hole the episode. Rabbit hole. We're going to dig. We're going to go it. in some of those. All right. We're going to dig in some I'm of those. I'm familiar with the rabbit hole. All right. <laughs> All right. My, my hero's corner. All right. I'm going with school nurses. Oh. Now let me get Facts. You. Come on. What I've witnessed um, from a variety of our healthcare workers in schools is nothing less than astounding mm. in terms of, well, not unlike a lot of the country, what's been asked of them, right? Of course, they're on overload and there's not enough of them. We know this already. But when they are following protocol and when they are doing what they're supposed to be doing, what's been asked of them, they are just human beings doing their job. To see someone come out of a room off of a phone call shaking because they were just yelled at so badly by a parent who doesn't want to have to take their kid out of school. I can't, I can't stop how troubled I feel about that for them. That's, and, that's the situation. So the parent, is it because their child is sick? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, no, or, not necessarily. But if there are, there are a lot of different um, situations going on, we're all back in school. Right. And so, unfortunately, if if we all want to stay back in school, there's some things that we have. We have to be pretty strict about some things. Right. And um, absolutely. And we all have to be flexible. Right. And we all have to do our jobs a different way. Right. And so if if your well, I have two daughters. So if one of my daughters has a symptom, she has to go home, and so does her sister. Mm. Because yep, of close that, contact. That may, yeah. And it, then when they get their negative test results, they can pop back into class. Okay. In the meantime, they can go to class on their computer. They can. I know that's what I'm having my students do. I got my classroom in front of me. I've got my Chromebook in front of me with a couple of my kids on it who are sitting at home waiting for their test results. Right. And, and we're just rolling with it. Right. Um, but I've just, the abuse of nurses, the screaming and the yelling at these nurses when they have to make the phone call home to say, sorry, you have to come pick up your son or daughter. I get the inconvenience. I get the frustration. I get the, um, the exhaustion and the fatigue, but that's another human being doing their job. And there is just, and that's a good person who's right. not trying to do any harm. Right. And it, they didn't make the rules. They didn't make the rules. And it, I mean, it, it's just, it's been so abusive to them. Um, there have been just too many cases. Um, and I only, this is only a handful of people that I'm talking about. So I don't even, I can't even imagine. Um, in the bigger picture. In the bigger picture. So they, uh, the fact that they keep showing up every day and smile as much as they can. Um, man, I think they're, they're the unsung heroes. Big time. We got to give, uh, give that shout out to our nurses in these schools mm-hmm. we appreciate y'all yeah you know don't you are not uh overlooked Mm-mm. or ignored right all right so appreciated that that you know what i you know i've i'm not even gonna lie i've i've had a blind spot mm-hmm. because i've thought so much about our teachers in this scenario and the come in don't come in teach online don't teach (laughs) online like the switch up and the changes i never thought about our uh health care that is inside these schools i forgot about the school nurse Mm -hmm. oh and what they've done i mean 
just even the setup of their, they've lost their offices. They've lost, you know, oh. they're in the, the corner. Like they literally are in corners of conference rooms, you know, just reset because we need places to space kids out. Right. Um, put them in quarantine until their parents get there. We you know whatever the case is. And the whole, the whole, the whole workplace is just, you know, but Wait, repeat that. I just want, I want the listeners to understand because of the spacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've lost, their workspace, they're sitting in the corners of, of conference rooms or um, other little cubbies that they can find a way to, and um, they are they're just they are stretched thin, like so many people are um, in so many ways. But but in the meantime, they're really they're really getting the getting a beat down from a lot of parents. That is really disheartening. That makes the soul hurt a little bit. It, no, no kidding. Right. That gave me pause. Yeah. Just trying to keep us safe. Just trying to keep us open. Right. That's just trying to keep us learning. Isn't isn't that everybody? Everybody. There's nobody who's trying to be a villain. There's no one trying to do something. We're just all trying to keep us safe and functioning. Yep. And do what's right. Do what's right. Keep us safe. All right. Keep us healthy. That went hard. Mm. Okay. So, time for the topic of the week. You ready? Mm. <laughs> 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 All right. So, topic of the week. What it was like to be a teacher during COVID. Like, I I can't tell you how many times I've uh, I've thought about this, and like I don't even have a child in school school anymore, but I've got enough colleagues and friends who have school age children, and just everybody. I like I just feel like there was so there's so many challenging things, but you know who I haven't heard it from yet. I I've heard it from parents because parents have been very vocal about children being home and them having to help educate them and stuff like that. But I've not had the opportunity to truly um, have a conversation with an educator, not in higher ed, someone who who is teaching our children, children, um, you know, elementary, middle school, high school. Mm -hmm. And I teach middle school, but I've got two elementary age daughters so I am the teacher and the parent. Mm. So um, have seen it from both those perspectives. Um, That's true. So so you you and your children were home. You and you were teaching your classes. <laughs> Ooh, that's so, double time. It, 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 <laughs> <Bruh>. Right, <laughs> right. So on March thirteenth, my daughters and I arrived home Friday after school, not to return. So um, we ordered our three desks off a of marketplace, painted those babies, stuck them in our bedrooms, <laughs> let class begin. <laughs> wow. What we wouldn't have done without Chromebook, I just can't even imagine, um, you know, having that referendum being passed years ago to get a Chromebook in the hands of every student. Oh my God! Shout out yes. to Dave Gunlock for that, um, and and the team, and the team. Um, yes. You know, Julie Conrad, Kim Brown, like the the foresight, oh, the foresight, and boy, 
wouldn't have been able to be done. Just the little thing. I mean, if this isn't a year to be grateful for the little things, um, that was a big thing. But the fact that we could all come home and not worry about that. I went and bought a printer. I don't know why. <laughs> Let's have all the technology but, I might need. Wait, because, you know, that just, just makes sense to me. Uh, you know, I'm going to call it out now. You really don't have a home office if you don't have a printer. Right. <laughs> right. You might have an office or a home, but if you ain't got no printer, it ain't a home office. <laughs> Well, I created the home office in the corner of my bedroom, and um, yeah, we were off. It was it was the the there were no boundaries. There were no boundaries between being home or being at work, mm. um, and having a I have a third grader and a fourth grader, and the fourth grader was quite independent and kind of knows her timetable, um, you know, her her schedule, when to get on on live classes, when not to. And my third grader needed a lot of support at the time. So when I'm supposed to be on class and she's supposed to be on class, it was just a lot of sweating. Okay. <laughs> a lot of sweating. Right. And then you hit you hit join for the Google Meet and you're like, hi everybody. <laughs> like never let them see you sweat. Right. <laughs> um, no, but going into um, teaching, it was like the the on-demand application of everything I had ever known for technology. Everything that had gotten snippets of, um, it was it was on demand application of of putting it to work because I had to reach my students. Right, and that is, <laughs> it, you know, we are a live show, so I'm, you know, I'm. You're distracted. I, I got my, my dog, uh, eating the bone. And we're gonna go ahead and chase him out the room. You just go ahead with. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, using that creativity and technology and really um, critical analysis of what what's most important for these kids to get right now. And in the spring, it was it was a whole different animal because none of us had any clue what this is supposed to look like, what it was supposed to feel like, and we had to. The, the teaching part was one, how do I, how do I do a job that's supposed to be in person, but now you can't be in person. Right. Like this is a people job and right. now my people are gone. <laughs> do your job. Right. <laughs> anyway, do your job anyway. And no one could tell you how to do it because it didn't have to be done before at that level. Ever. Ever. Right. So it was, um, there was, it was, it was scary. And, and I remember, um, you know, just the amount of connections made between it's kind of when you, you find your people because um you know reaching out for support um a lot of teachers just kind of um collaborating but also just supporting each other um saying you got this you can do this you've got everything it takes um when when a lot of people didn't feel that we're very unsure very insecure about that um right feeling extremely vulnerable because we always want to do our best. We always want to be at the top of our game. We always want to put 100% in every day. Right. And no one's got 500% during a work week, you know? So it was like, we were trying to, it was taking up a lot of time. Um, and and we had to find ways to keep ourselves healthy and, and, and then also be able to check on our students to make sure that they were healthy, healthy emotionally and mentally and physically. Mm. Um, which you can't do if they don't log in. Right? Like, there's some of that that 
that all I, I've overthought this mm-hmm. as a person who loves tech Welcome. and and some of that stuff. Um, you know, and and big shout out to the uh, Oshkosh School District for uh, having the Chromebooks in place. Uh, my daughter was in uh, high school when the, they rolled those out, mm-hmm. and uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just thought it was brilliant. Um, I just I knew some just weren't going to have the internet right. Like it's tech. Things go wrong with tech. I don't care who you are. You could be Bill Gates, and Bill Gates has problems with tech. Yeah, tech goes wrong, and not everybody is tech savvy enough to fix the tech. Right, and then you force everybody on tech. Mm-hmm. So if the child is not tech savvy enough to fix whatever, let's say it's a, a an internet issue, and I'm gonna be more. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to believe in the child more than I'm going to believe in some of the parents. If the parent, <laughs> so if the child can't fix it, the parent can't fix it, then that child's going without. Yep. That's different. Very different. <laughs> and and we're, when we're in school, if the par- if the child is at home and can't figure it out, and if the parent can't figure it out, they come back the next day and we, we take care of it. No worries. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when, we're, when we're kicked out of school. Right. And we can't. We can't even go to your driveway like we want to. Right. Hey, you sit over there else. I, I said, I like, there's so many times, like, can I just open my garage? Can I just open my garage and hold class there? Like, <laughs> we'll socially distance. We'll, right. You know, I just wanted those kids in front of me because the dynamics are so different. The impact and the engagement are so different. And it's it's been amazing. And I taught at um, UW in the summer for a pre-college program for high school kids. Right. And ironically, I had to teach my first, usually I teach the the SMARTS program, which is the seventh graders, right? We do math and reading. Um, but they asked me to teach student engagement for future teachers. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> and then they said, oh, we're not going to do that in person this year. And I was like, okay, this is an incredible challenge for me. How do I teach how to engage students virtually virtually that's crazy that's crazy (laughs) it was it was crazy it it was crazy and you know but luckily you know we all entered we all entered the class with we're just gonna see how this goes we're gonna do our best and it's gonna have to be you know good enough um and incredibly we were still able to bond Right. We were still able to, you know, those kids who wanted to be engaged, we we clicked, uh, and not not in like a chemistry way, and in, in like a, you know, we clicked in terms of, it, it's never been so apparent that those students that want that engagement, they definitely received it, but those were the easiest kids, right? You know, but when you're in person, the teacher can engage just their energy, just, you know, just, just the, so I'll, you know, a look. Kids can't tell if you're, who you're looking at when you're looking at one, one hole in the computer. Right. You know, uh, a tap on the shoulder, uh, you know, a compliment walking down the hallway, those little things that connect us with students every day. Um, hey, I noticed this about you or, or, you know, hey, I like your shoes, you know, any of those tiny little things gone. And it's like, what? Mm. I can't stress how important I think um, physical cues are. 
right? And to not have physical cues to communicate, particularly with our youth. That's tough. We, we learned how important it is. We learned how important it is this year. Um, man, I can't even put into words just that physical presence, a wink, everything that you, you would normally do looking one-on-one on somebody, mm. you can't do it anymore because everybody thinks you're looking at them. Right. And oh my God, yes. Because if you wink, you're winking at every cube at on the, the screen. Yeah, I'm winking at the class. Right. Yeah. I can't turn and say, hey, could you give me access to that Google Doc? Mm. I have to send an email <laughs> <laughs> or a chat. Now, that being said, we did a lot of one-on-one connecting through our Google Meets, right. like our Zooms, okay. um, which was awesome. Um, and those that needed just a just a mental health check, you know, like they would say, you know, I would I a lot of a lot of um, checking in with the class. How are you doing um, privately? Um, you know, using Google Forms, you know, doing little surveys. How are you feeling about this? How are you feeling about that? Um, would you like one on one contact? You know, would you do like to do a weekly meeting with me? Um, that was great for so many kids. Um, to get what they needed during this time. And sometimes it wasn't academic at all. Right. But then you had the kids who you couldn't even get in contact with, who didn't respond to the emails, um, who you can only, when you can't, when there's nothing else you can do, there's nothing else you can do. Right. You can call home and they can not return the phone call. You can email and they can ignore the email. You can chat and they can ignore that. But, um, it, it was it was it was painful at times um, because we care about these kids so much, right? And it, our 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 reach was limited, obviously. You know, that's so. that's tough. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me. Okay, yeah that that was energy. Take a breath. You need to, yeah. <laughs> we take a breath. We 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 you know yeah. Take a breath. Yep. I guess before we, well. Before we start wrapping this segment up, is there anything else you want to say about that? Yeah. All that being said, that's from the teacher perspective. There's the the other part that had just um, the appreciation from the parents who did reach out was received a thousand times stronger than they probably ever suspected. So the parents that did respond to emails, the parents that did um, even reach out on their own, they have no idea how meaningful that was this year. Um, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Anytime, anytime a parent would say just the words, thank you. It was like mind blown. Right. Like you don't expect, you don't expect that going. I mean, everybody is expected to do their job and you do your job because that's your passion. You love right. that. But this year, like the parents that reached out and, and just said, thank you for all that you're doing this year. Just, mm which was a very common phrase. It just meant so much. I bet it hit different because some of them parents had to be educators <laughs> in their crib. So that thank you, that thank you hit different. That thank you had a little more umph behind it. Yeah. They was like, mm, thank you. Cause I didn't understand what all went into this. That's what I've heard. <laughs> That's what I've heard. You know, I'm especially in elementary, though I think. Oh, 
Yeah. I think especially with elementary because those babies, that, yeah. You can't beat them babies. Them babies, <laughs> are, them, them, them ninjas. <laughs> they, look, they got more energy than you. They faster than you. Yep. Look, depending on what they done read, they might be smarter, smarter. than you. <laughs> yep. Them babies is tough. Yeah, yep. And their their attention span is short. So those transitions are like, wait, they keep the, them moving. Wait, there's an attention span? Right, that, it's about, uh, <laughs> about the, as many seconds as their age. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I think some parents might have got some awakenings. But I do think that is good. I, in a funny way, I think it, I think this was a blessing. I agree. You know, I think it was a blessing because life was forced to slow down and we had to, we all were forced to take pause and life was so fast. Wasn't it? And overscheduled. Yeah. Overscheduled, fast alerts on your phone be here do this think about that but there was pause and there was time to breathe Mm -hmm. and then there was time to enjoy each other Mm -hmm. and so regardless of the challenge that this brought societally i think there was value in this time period i think without a doubt um Silver linings was a common phrase um, with my tribe anyway. Um, See, there's a silver lining right there, we would say. Right. Um, And I think you're right. Along with the pause that you mentioned, what are you using that pause for? And I think a lot of people did a lot of self-reflecting during that time. I think... Self-care is just kind of a, a you know popular coin term, but self-healing, self-care, mm-hmm. um, a lot of learning occurred. Yes, um, most definitely. And I think perspective was brought. What's most important in so many ways, personally, professionally, um, what's most important? Let's let those things stick and let's just cut the fat. Bruh. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That is too good. Okay. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Feeling good? Yeah. All right. That's what, <laughs> yeah. When you're on the cash, that's what it's supposed to be. Right? It's supposed to be. All right. So, I think, um, unless you got any final words on this topic, are you good? I'm good. You're good. good. All right. All right, so right now we're going to move on to, um, we'll get ready to do shout outs. But first of all, um, for all my Kosh listeners out there, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you for everyone who's contacted me, giving me great ideas on um, how to move forward and guests. I will take those all day. Please email me at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Or you can also send messages on our Facebook page. We do have a The Kosh Facebook page. So uh, feel free to send messages through that. Um, We are going to move on to, we're wrapping it up. We're getting to the end. So uh, this I know, right? Because I'm not going to lie. The energy in this 
It was fire. This went hard. I'm numb. Yeah. I'm smiling. Like, <laughs> like, like, there's some, there's I some, can process all day with you. <laughs> there's some things that needed to be said. I'm glad that, that, that they were said out loud to give them life. That's powerful. You know? That's powerful. Right? Because in your head... They might not go nowhere. That's right. <laughs> around and around. So it is time for the shout outs. Is there, uh, you got any shout outs out there? Man, I got to shout out my tribe. Uh-uh. My tribe, um, my friends, and, you know, just just my friends um, that have, I, I've, this year, like I said, kind of found your people. Right. And such a year of of reflection such a year of growth and right. uh development and man if i didn't find some of the uh, you know or i should say connect with i had already found them but the connection just grew so strongly this year um so you know some of my some of my girls and they know who they are um but three in particular um we have we have really started to process life together and, and, and it's been so much fun and it's just, um, it's just been an incredible experience. Um, a lot of vulnerability this year. We know that. Right. A lot of vulnerability. And, um, we've, we see that as our, our superpower now instead of something to be afraid of. Right. So, um, man, I, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have grown so much in this year without them. I think vulnerability and authenticity, they they ride they ride in the same car. Uh, you can't have one without the other, right? I think so. Mm. I'm I'm pretty convinced of that. Okay, absolutely. All right. So you got the tribe. Anybody else you want to shout out? Anything you've uh, done recently? Somewhere uh, business uh, promotion? I, I don't know. It could be anything. Um, I haven't gone anywhere. Ah, okay. I haven't gone anywhere. No, not even a little bit. Where have I gone? Okay, that's fair. No, I literally like we 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 literally have not been in a restaurant since last year, since last March. Oh, we haven't been uh, in my parents' house. Like I, we we literally have been following the rules. Um, okay. So man, you know what? I, I wanted to give a shout out to all the festival food workers that say hi to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is real talk. I was thinking of this the other day. Like I said um, to uh, somebody I was working with the other day, I said, you know what I just realized? Nobody can see people's smiles in the grocery store. Like you mm. can't smile at anybody. You can see with the eyes, but it, you, right. you don't know what anybody's smile looks like. Right. And um, and then, I, but then I was like, one thought leads to another always. And I thought, you know what? That's why I love going to festival because people still say hi and I mean, I know that's their policy, right? So it's nothing personal. Right. <laughs> not but saying, they, but they're good at it. They're getting paid to say hi to me. I don't even mind. Yeah, but but they're good at it. <laughs> they're so good at it. They're Comes warm. across as genuine. Yeah, festival yeah. is warm. I have a ton of ex students that work there, so they're they're they fit in perfectly because they're the you know they're awesome. Right. Um, that was the most random thought I've had all day. <laughs> now I like it. You know, shout out, hey, shout out to Festival Food. And uh, if Festival Food, you out there listening, if you want to sponsor the cash, look, we open to it. We, we're about that life. Holla at you. You guys would be a great match. Hey. All right. I want to do a quick shout out to, um, there's some mental health stuff 
um, I work with veterans and there's some things that have happened and, uh, I've got a team of individuals, um, who have helped take care of me during a time when things got challenging and a little dark. And so everybody out there, um, to the UW Oshkosh, um, family, I love y'all. Y'all look out tight. Um, thank you for contacting, checking up, uh, to my vets out there. If, if, if you feel in some kind of way, there's people out there that, that have open doors and care, holla at us. We will, uh, we will get you right where you need to be. And, uh, I can't tell you how personal that is. Mm-hmm. So shout out, shout out to, uh, the team at uh, UWO, particularly um, my, the Counseling Center, UMC. Y'all know who you are, doing it big. And to all my vets out there, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Can't stress that enough. Wow. That's well, powerful. Hey, you know, this isolation been hard on people. Yeah. You know? And Very. if people already have, if it's, if some things are already challenging, yes, then isolation just cubes it. Yes, you know. Yep. yep. So, all right. Um, parting words of wisdom. What you got? What you mm. got? I'm just gonna give you the same wisdom I give, or words of wisdom that I say to my daughters. Uh oh. Number one, Mm-mm. never be shy to be kind. Never be too shy to be kind. Why oh are we shy God. with walking down the street? I'm not supposed to say hi to strangers. Bruh. Smile at them. Say hi. You see, you see somebody drop something, pick it up for them. Why would you? Right? Because it would be weird. It's to too be kind. easy. It's too easy. You do it for somebody you knew, mm. but they need it. Right. So help them. Like, there's so many opportunities to do tiny little things. Um, I had an experience. This is a random thought, but I had an experience. Um, I was at a place of business buying some things. And literally the mimosas came up. Okay. So this is twice in like two weeks, which is weird. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I haven't had one in like a couple months. Wait, shout out to mimosas. (laughs) I think I'm going to have to go home and have a mimosa after my vaccine. (laughs) Um, So she said, oh yeah, I've never had one of those. And, um, and I was like, what? She's my age or my senior. Okay. And uh, that's just wrong. (laughs) I'm going to have to agree with that. So the next day, I knew she, because of our conversation, I knew she worked the next day. So I brought her in some champagne and some orange juice. And she could not believe it. I mean, that was, that was, I, I know this isn't like a, this is, this is going out of my way, obviously. This is not like just picking something up for somebody off the floor. Right. But I could not believe her reaction. She, and I was dealing with another I'm making another purchase and, and I was, um, someone else was checking me out, but she was standing right next to her. This woman was literally hugging these bottles of orange juice, uh, two bottles of, you know, champagne and orange juice, hugging it, smiling. Mm. And then she was, she just kept, you know, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. She kept saying, and then she said, there is still good in the world. And I went, Oh my God, that's so sad that she really like over, over a, $5 bottle of champagne or $10, you know, whatever it was. 
for her to say, oh, there's still good people in the world. I thought, whoa. Yeah. It's powerful. Over some orange juice. But it's, you know what it is, though? It's not the item. Right. It's the time and effort. Absolutely. And, you know, skip the item. The item is thoughtful. Right. But to go get the item and then to return with the items and then to give them and to remember the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. That is invaluable. And it's not hard to do. It ain't hard. Being nice ain't hard. Being nice ain't hard. Being caring ain't hard. Being a good person can be hard. <laughs> I, you know, I, but some days never be shy to be kind. Days, <laughs> right, never be shy to be kind. No, I'm no, with no. you on there. Right. right, but I think that goes along with with my other little nugget that I always you know tell my girls is never let your fear stop you from growing. Mm. So maybe that's not something you've ever done before, but would it make you better? Right. Would it help you grow? Yeah. I'm afraid. What would what would they say? What would they say if I went over there and did that for that person? Got that can of soup off the top shelf for this person in the, you know, in the in the grocery aisle. Who can't reach it? You know, like just these little things that in the grocery store is the easiest place to do it. I think, but there's so many opportunities, and I think if we just did those little things. Mm. You don't even know. Sometimes you change, uh, you can change the trajectory of something bigger than you ever can experience doing something so small. That's exactly right. You never know the impact you have. Right. You never know. Wow. I'm loving that. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I've got a special person out there who literally put something on Facebook about uh, care for each other. And being those people every day. So shout out to Pam Stuber. You my girl. You know who. And uh, appreciate you. Uh, She sends up literally a positive message every day. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And and I do read it every day. See? No. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I uh, I think we're about ready to wrap this up. How you feeling about the whole thing? Feeling good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good to chop it up with you again. I appreciate that too. Well, thank you once again for tuning into the Kosh. We'll see you next week. The Kosh. <laughs> <laughs>